because there's a homework assignment. And does everybody have a bulletin? There's some back here that don't have a bulletin. All right. I also want you guys to know the, um, the uh, nursery is available. Nursery is open. And the children's uh, uh, kids' church is ready to roll out there at uh, four years old through fourth grade. That's going on as well. Anybody else? Bulletin, bulletin, bulletin. All right, back there. Boom. All right, last one. Last one. Last one. This one's a dollar. All right. Pencils. Um, do you guys need a pencil? You're going to need something to write with today. All right, here we go. Yank one out of there. Make sure, a, make sure there's a point on that thing, and I'll loop back around. No point? All right, there is no point in that pencil. All right, well, yeah, put it. All right, here we go. Yeah, make sure. Okay, maybe none of these have a point. I should have looked. Some of those. There we go. There's one with a point. Yep. Okay. Anybody else need something to write with? You're going to want something to write with. Here we go. Grab something that's got a... Oops. Yeah, I'll get that later. Okay, going with a point here. There we go. That one's got a point. All right, anybody else? Anybody else? Tell you what. There's one right there at the bottom, I think. Okay, somebody else want to do this? Today's lesson is on servanthood. Just, just kidding. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a hilarious joke, right? All right. You got something to, I think that blue one on the bottom there, Al. Something to write with? Something to write with? Something to write with? Yeah, good. Okay, good. Here we go. Now you're all. <clears throat> all right. So a few weeks ago, I uh, kind of came up here and I was telling you guys uh, about my daughter's wedding. And uh, I was telling you uh, how fantastic her wedding was and uh, how emotional that was to be a part of her wedding and things like that. And, and then we were talking about uh, how do you have this great relationship? How do you have this great relationship? Uh, and that your spouse, your spouse is to be your priority. Your spouse is to be your priority. And we talked about that. We said your spouse is to be your priority. But we said there are things that pull the priority. There are pull, priority pullers uh, that come in. We talked about sometimes your job. Uh, you just get so involved with your job. You're so busy that it pulls you away from each other. We talked about uh, your kids and your family can be a priority puller. They pull you away from your spouse. And that uh, me, I, you know, the, the my own desires, me wanting to be self-absorbed and self-centered. I can pull myself away from my spouse, um, my wife, and, uh, and sometimes uh, somebody else. Somebody else can be that person that becomes uh, sort of the apple of your eye, and that's a very dangerous place to be. And uh, we were talking about how those things can kind of wear down and break down that relationship that you have with uh, your spouse. But here's we're going we're gonna to kind of flip this thing over a little bit, because listen, those same priority pullers can also be things that will pull you away from the relationship that God wants to have with you. God wants to have a relationship with you, but sometimes our job and our family and my own uh, desires and other things come in, and they get in between me and God, and they become the priority from the relationship that God wants to have with me. God loves me, and he cares about me, and he sent his son for me, and he wants uh, me to be engaged in him. And so if you were here last week, we said this. We said this. Who you become is a direct result of what you do today. If you were here last week, that's what we said. Who you become, and then we said this. We said, uh, because God cares about who we are before what we do. 
What is our career choice? Or, you know, does he matter if the house is painted this color or that color or whatever? You know, a guy cares about who we are. What is our nature? What is our character? Uh, who are we? Because 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3 says, God's will is for you to be holy, to be holy, to be holy. And so what God desires for all of us is that we would be connected to God through his son. Uh, we would have uh, quiet times with him and that we would be close and connected to him. And, and we just heard Wayne read several uh, times when Jesus was connecting himself to the father and encouraging us to be connected to the father and, and, uh, and all of those things. So here we go. Ready? Write this down. Holiness or godly character requires closeness to God. We will not be holy, set apart. We will not be holy unto God, set apart unto God, unless we are close to God. We will not be. And so holiness requires closeness to God. So um, Tuesday, uh, Tuesday morning is a men's Bible study. It was at men's Bible study. And uh, we're going through the book of Ephesians. And we read a passage of scripture in there a while back. And it was kind of kind of summed this up. I thought, okay, uh, this is a good list. And so what I'm going to ask you to do right now is um, uh, on, on your bulletin there, there's the sermon outline part in there. And uh, just write this. Uh, there's kind of a space along the bottom, a space along the side there. Uh, write the word do, kind of real small. Write the word do. And then kind of write the word up here. Kind of write the word don't, do and don't. And then we're going to go through a passage of Scripture right now. And um, it's going to be read to you. And we're going to pause. And then you are going to read it. And then as you are reading through it, or maybe as you're listening to it, uh, there's going to be things that God says, uh, do this, blah, blah, blah. And there's other things, uh, don't do this, blah, blah, blah. And so you write down, when you hear uh, God communicating something for you to do, under the do list, when you hear don't, then, then write that under the don't list. So here's Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. In the New Living Translation. Ephesians chapter 5. From the New Living Translation. Imitate God, therefore, in everything you do, because you are his dear children. Live a life filled with love, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. Let there be no sexual immorality, impurity, or greed among you. Such things have no place among God's people. Obscene stories, foolish talk, and coarse jokes, these are not for you. Instead, let there be thankfulness to God. You can be sure that no or greedy person will inherit the kingdom of Christ and of God. For a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of the Worshiping the things of the world. Okay. Now, please read through that entirely again. I hope you can see that from where you are. Do's and don'ts. Write them down.
Okay, we're going to continue now. This is just, we read verses uh, 1 through 5 there, and we're going to continue with verse 6. And so... Same thing, read that for yourself, do's and don'ts. continue carefully determine what pleases the Lord take no part in worthless deeds of evil and darkness instead expose them it is shameful even to talk about the things that ungodly people do in secret but their evil intentions will be exposed when the light shines on them for the light makes everything visible this is why it is said awake O sleeper rise up from the dead Well, can we back that up? Will that back up, Laura? Okay, we'll see what happens next here. (laughs) So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine, because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves. Music to the Lord in your hearts, and give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Anybody? Can anybody think of a song from uh, verse fifteen up? So be careful how you live. Uh-huh. Anybody? Can, Song come to mind? What song? Anybody? Anybody? Song come to mind? Oh, be careful, little eyes, what you see. Oh, be careful, little hands, what you touch. Be careful, little ears, what you hear. And that's not the way it goes, but you remember all of those different things. For the Lord up above, he is looking down with wrath. Oh, love. Love, right? Looking down with love. So be careful. So 
Um, this morning, uh, last week, I told you what we were going to do this week. Um, last week, we were talking about how God cares more about uh, who we are than what we do, and that He cares about our character and uh, who we are mentally. Um, are we close to God? Are we close to Him? And so we said this week what we were going to do is talk about uh, how to begin a daily quiet time, how to begin a daily quiet time. And so we, we just kind of had one, if you will, of a sort. And um, But there are steps that we can take. And I know that, you know, I look around the room and there are several of you that already attend Bible studies on Wednesdays or on Tuesdays and um, and I know that some of you guys do things like this in your life. I'm probably going to guess that some of you uh, aren't as uh, astute at this as uh, you would like to be. And so we're going to talk very practically, very, very practically about how do I connect to God? How do I get close to Him and stay connected to Him? It's interesting. In Sunday school this morning, we were talking about um, a book of Matthew chapter 13 and the parable of the sower and the seeds. And maybe you remember some of the uh, the farmer goes out and he sows, falls on uh, the path and it's hard soil and it doesn't uh, get connected. And some of it goes in the rocks and it, it gets loosely connected, but uh, there's good soil and you want to be the one that gets connected. Well, how do you get connected? connected that way? How do you get connected that way? And so we're going to talk about that. How to begin a daily quiet time. You can write this down, number one. Select a specific time. You want to do this when you're at your best. Your quiet time should be when you are at, at your best. And some of you, uh, it's kind of interesting. Is my wife in here? Did she go off to the, uh, she must have went down to, good, so I can talk about her. All right, um, so, uh, but, I, but, I, but I'll deny that I talked about her. Um, uh, so I get up uh, usually an hour and a half or so before my wife does, or at least a good hour before she does. And so I've already had my breakfast and my coffee and things like that. But when she first walks out the door of the bedroom, she's not ready to talk yet because she's not, you know what I mean? And um, uh, she's not awake yet, but she's ready to talk after coffee, but not before coffee. And and so we all have a different time of day that is kind of our time when we're ready to, some people are night owls and they can't wait for everybody else to go to bed because, you know, between 10 o'clock and 11 o'clock at night, that's when everybody, now the house is quiet, it's my house. I can, and so we all have a different times and different kind of uh, body clocks that kind of work all of those ways. So when are you when are you at your best? When are you ready to engage God? Whatever time you set, be consistent in that. And so uh, maybe you would think about having a quiet time where uh, you, you're actually going to set your alarm clock to go off a little bit earlier. Uh, maybe you wait for everybody to go off to work or whatever the case might be, but you need to have a very specific time, a very specific time. Here's a question. How long should a quiet time be? How long should a quiet time be? And this would be a time when you're doing personal devotional study with you and your Bible and God, okay? Um, how long should that be? Well, here's three guidelines. Start with 15 minutes and let it grow. Start with 15 minutes and let it grow. Don't watch the clock, but emphasize quality, not quantity. And so what does that mean? Um, uh, what is quality over quantity? Well, if God is more interested in who I am than what I do, God's not sitting there with a stopwatch saying, well, you said you were going to do it for 15 minutes. Nope. You got it. 15 minutes. You're good. You've marked off the box, right? 
but what God is interested in who we are, then he, you know what? He might, you might, you might read a passage of scripture and it goes, boom. Wow. Okay. Got it. And then you're just going to spend the rest of your time maybe praying. Okay. Uh, maybe you go 15 minutes and it's like, huh, this is just starting to get interesting. And so maybe you pour more in it, but you set aside 15 minutes and you'd say, I'm going to have a daily quiet time. I'm going to do that. So set a specific time, then do this. Number two, choose a specific place, a specific place. Listen to this. Luke chapter 22, verse 39 says, Jesus left the city and went, as he usually did, to the Mount of Olives to pray. Uh, The important factor there is Jesus went off to be alone. And so a, 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 a place would probably be a place where there are fewer distractions than other places. And uh, some of you are able, maybe, uh, maybe your work, uh, you know, maybe you take your laptop with you and wherever you go, you have to just open your laptop and kind of blot everything else out and you go to work. And some of you can focus like that. Other people can't focus like that. And so you'd want to have a place that you would designate and that you would go and uh, it would be your place where you can meet up with God on a daily basis. Some of you travel for work, and so uh, that becomes maybe uh, sort of a, a place uh, where it would be the hotel desk. Boom, right there. That becomes kind of your uh, quiet place, or wherever that place might be, but it would be a regular place. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 says, very early in the morning. So Jesus' time tends to be, seems like, uh, he was kind of, he was a get up and go kind of guy. A uh, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went out to a solitary place where he prayed. So Jesus, it was often that he would go off and be by himself. It's interesting in the book of Matthew chapter 13, this morning as we were reading through that passage, Jesus was kicking back at a lake house. He was at a lake house, and so he wakes up in the morning, he's at the lake house, and, and there were crowds that gathered up, and so he went down and got in the boat and was out there, and so um, maybe there's a good excuse to uh, have a lake house. I, I don't know about that, but it might be a stretch. But uh, find a time and find a place. Find a time and find a place where you can be alone with God. Now listen. Then gather the resources that you'll need. Gather the resources that you'll need. So probably uh, you're going to want um, a Bible. A Bible. And uh, I've said this before, um, uh, you know, in today's world, uh, everybody takes their phone with them wherever they go, download the YouVersion app onto your phone, and then you've got more translations of the Bible and access to more commentaries than you can imagine. The YouVersion app on the Bible, so t- bring your Bible with you, have your Bible there uh, ready to go, you're going to need your Bible. And then maybe uh, um, uh, maybe you're going to gather up some Bible commentaries. Some of you guys have study Bibles, and you know what that is. You can buy commentaries. Commentaries and go online, look up commentaries. Those are resources. But then you're going to want like a notebook or something to write with. And uh, it seems to me that sometime in the past year, I asked Sandy to come up here and she was telling stories about, um, she kind of journals and writes things down about prayers that had been answered in her life. And she wouldn't have been able to do that except for the fact that she had written uh, those things down. And um, when you're there and you're reading, then you want to have the kind of something to write with because if you read through a passage of scripture, kind of like we did there, and we'll come across things. Oh, there's stuff here God wants me to do, and there's God, uh, there's stuff that God, God doesn't want me to do, and so you can just kind of jot uh, those things down in that way. Or maybe uh, you're asking God, uh, just openly, you ask Him a question at the beginning of your time. God, 
Uh, you know the situation, and what am I supposed to do here? And you, you just kind of write that down, and then you just look for in Scripture, maybe there are things that are going to be revealed to you that this is going to be an answer to my prayer. It's going to be an answer to my prayer. And so you would take a notebook with you and, and write things down. One of the things that's really good to have is a distraction notebook, too. And not necessarily a notebook, but at least a page there. Uh, because squirrel, right? Um, here's the reality. If you sit down, if you try to study something for 15 minutes, after two minutes, your brain is already checking out. You sit down to do anything for 15 minutes, after two minutes, your brain is already starting to check out. And so what you have to have, oh, i got to mow the yard. And so you just have this little thing over here where you can write down, mow the yard, and then you can jump back in here and you continue to read or you can continue in your, oh, oh yeah, that's right, I forgot to buy onions. Right? And you write that down, then you get back over here, right? And so you just need to have that you can write down. That way, you don't have to worry about, oh, i got to remember that. You say, okay, I'll get to that list later, but first I need to stay on task over here. And so you're going to gather those resources, your Bible, something to write with. And then maybe, maybe what you want to have is uh, old school, is uh, maybe you get one of these. Uh, we've got hymnals around here. If you want to have a hymnal, we'll give you one. Maybe there's old uh, songs that you remember and you love to sing, and there's words in those songs that minister to your heart, and you remember uh, you know, when, uh, when you were little singing those or whatever the case may be. Uh, maybe what you do is um, uh, you download some of your favorite Christian music, and uh, maybe you got iHeartRadio downloaded on your, uh, uh, on your phone, and you go to the K-Life station there, and you listen to that. Or whatever, but you, you get some songs, maybe. You know, we just, we just looked at uh, in, um, in the passage of Scripture there in Ephesians chapter 5. Uh, it says, you know, the psalms and songs and spiritual hymns, and you bring those things in. And so that can be a part of your 15-minute quiet time. It's like, I'm going to listen to... Um, some people are audible learners, you know that. Some are visual learners. Some people are more, uh, they read and they bring these things into their life. And um, and so you want to make sure that you gather the resources that you need and then do this. Number four, begin with the right attitude. Begin with the right attitude. Revelation chapter, or excuse me, oops, that doesn't say revelation. That says reverence. <laughs> Begin with the right attitude. Reverence. Reverence. Have an attitude of reverence. Psalm chapter 46 verse 10 says, Be still and know that I am God. One of the hardest things for us to do is be still. I know, um, you know, I get up in the morning and um, my laptop always sits on the counter and so as I, my breakfast routine is I walk in there and I flip open my laptop as I'm over here getting my cereal, getting ready to pour it in there. And then as I, as I put the box of cereal back in the thing, uh, then I click on uh, YouTube, you know. And then I, I, because I sit down and eat breakfast and I flip open the desk, my laptop right there is uh, while I'm eating breakfast and uh, I'm watching YouTube stuff. I've told you before, I listen to the audio Bible on YouTube. And then sometimes uh, there's other Bible study resources that I like to, uh, to look at. And, um, and some of, sometimes it's not. Sometimes I'm just mad and angry and I want to watch car crashes, you know. And, uh, but but I, don't, I don't sit still. i got to have something going on that thing. And a lot of us are that way. As soon as you get in the car, turn on the radio. And some of us are, are that way. It's hard. And so we have to be intentional, purposeful about being still. 
And so we have to have and, and develop uh, an attitude of reverence and then an, an attitude of expectation and that we would have expectancy. Psalm chapter 119, verse 19 says, Open my eyes to see the wonderful things in your word and in the world. Always wonderful. And it comes at us from God. And so we sit down and we have a reverence and expectancy and then a willingness to obey. Uh, John chapter 7, verse 17 says, Whoever is willing to do what God wants will know. You're willing to do it. Whoever is willing to do it, willing to do it, willing to do it. Uh, Zig Ziglar used to talk about uh, going to Acapulco tomorrow today. And uh, some of you know exactly what that's talking about. What are you saying this? is um, If I told you that I had uh, two free tickets, all expense paid uh, trip, uh, you get to, you're leaving tomorrow and you're going to go spend three days in the Bahamas and um, it's all expense paid and I'm willing to give them to you. If you can clear your schedule to make that happen, how long would it take you to clear your schedule to make that happen? And then what would you have to do to clear your schedule to make that happen? You'd go home. You'd be trying to get a hold of your boss. I'm not going to be there tomorrow. And so make sure there's people there to cover. And, you know, I got to find a place for the dog to go. And, and um, uh, you know, whatever the case may be, uh, find somebody to sit at your house or whatever. Whatever the case may be, if you knew that was going to be in front of you and tomorrow and there's a right now deal, uh, you would do whatever you needed to do to make that happen. Because it would be very important to us to go and do something like that. But for us to come up with 15 minutes to sit down and read my Bible, I don't have time for that, right? That's true. A willingness to obey. A willingness to obey. And then follow a simple plan. Follow a simple plan. Here's the plan. You can write this down. 15 minutes with God. Number one, Relax. Write this down. Relax for one minute. Be still and quiet. Slow down. Prepare your heart. Take a few deep breaths and wait on God. Still. Waiting. One minute down, and all you had to do, be still. You're developing your mindset. Number two, read. Read for four minutes. Read until you feel like God has told you something. Then stop. Might take all four minutes. Might be the first part of the first verse. But just begin to read your Bible. Uh, Where do you start reading your Bible? Um, I would recommend uh, start in Genesis or Start in Luke, uh, kind of two different ends of the spectrum there. Um, the Old Testament stories can be very interesting and kind of unpack some of that stuff. The maybe things that uh, you remember from once upon a time. Uh, read through Luke, and if, once you finish reading through Luke, jump into the book of Acts, and or maybe just start with the book of Acts and how did the church uh, get started? And there's things that we can uh, learn in there and. Um, I, I wouldn't recommend to anybody, unless you're going to be very intentional about 
um, reading your entire Bible in a year's time, and there's uh, study programs to do that, and there's ways, and there's even uh, Bibles that you can buy that are they're called the one year Bible, and um, you just the, it's dated, and you can read the entire Bible through in a year. But that's different than this. That's different than this. So I wouldn't recommend that you try to uh, do uh, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, because some of the books in there you get bogged down, and they're talking about uh, slaughtering animals and pulling out the kidneys, and and that's not Bible study stuff. That's educational things to know, but a lot of times that stuff doesn't come at you and say, well, how's that going to help me uh, be kind to the person at work that I really want to rip their head off, right? And... um, So you go through, and so you read, and then you reflect for four minutes. Part of reflecting is memorizing a verse. Um, It's always good to be in a state of memorizing Scripture. Um, Put them up on the refrigerator, put them up on the mirror, whatever the case may be. Um, Just read and reread a verse for a while. Uh, When my kids were little, um, one of the things I did with my kids is uh, I would reward them for memorizing Bible verses. And uh, they had a, a list of them. And um, I know for a fact that uh, uh, just my daughter, I just spent some time with her, and um, she still rattled one of them off. I don't remember what one it was, but uh, she rattled off. I said, Dad, remember when we had this memorized? And it just made, made me feel good. But to memorize Scripture, and you put it in your heart. And uh, so you reflect. What's that mean? You're kind of making that list, do's and don'ts. And you got the list of do's and don'ts. You can kind of ask yourself, what, uh, what of these things that he says to do, um, what, am, what am I excelling at? What, are there things here that he wants me to do? And I can honestly say, God, thank you for helping me do this. And maybe on the don't side, uh, you know, okay, where, uh, help me identify something, God. That, um, then do this, record. Record for two minutes. Uh, write out a personal application that is practical and measurable. Practical and measurable. What do you want me to do, God? Um, what is the action step that you want me to take today or this week or at work or with my spouse or with my kids? Or What do you want me to do? And then the last one is request. Four minutes. So there you go. A minute of relax, four minutes of reading, Four minutes of reflecting, two minutes of recording, kind of writing that out, action steps, and then present your request to the Lord, right? Uh, talk to God about uh, what he has shown you and pray. Um, take your church bulletin home with you. That's a great list of things to pray through. Um, I've shared with you before. I'm getting better at it now. <clears throat> when I'm on the treadmill, uh, I, try, I try my best to pray through the, um, pray through the pews here. And um, uh, you guys do me the favor, many of you are sitting in the same spot, and so while I'm on the treadmill, I'm, I'm trying to go through the pews and pray for you guys. And, but you spend time in prayer. And then I would just add this. If you really want to start a personal, quiet time, best way to do that, get an accountability partner. Ask somebody, just go up to somebody and say, hey, I'd, I'd really like to do this, and um, I need somebody to hold me accountable because I'm not really good at starting something like this. Would you hold me accountable? What's that mean? Um, you know, maybe you guys just uh, work out a time where you're going to get a phone call 
Uh, maybe once a day or once a week, or you're going to get a text. Um, you know, maybe you need more help than that. You need them to come and bang on your door, whatever the case may be. But you just go to somebody and say, I would like somebody to help me be the person that God wants me to be. And I know that God wants to be close to me, and I cannot be close to God unless I'm spending time with God. There's all of these things that are pulling me away from God all of the time. Everywhere I go, all the time. But I need help connecting to God. Will you help me? Will you be an accountability partner for me? That's what it is to be a Christian. That's what it is if you've given your life to Jesus Christ and you say, I want to be a Christian. I want to give my life to Christ. That's what that means. You'll spend time with God through his son Jesus in his word to get to know him better. Now, that leaves us here. Do you know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? Do you know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior? And for some of us, the first thing we do is we say, yes, yes, I do. Yes, I do. I got baptized back when. Is he your Lord and Savior? Now, that's a little bit different question. Because then there would be evidence to prove that he is. Then there would be evidence to prove that he is. Wouldn't it be a lot easier to convince Jesus, that you loved him if you spent time with him on a daily basis? And the answer is yes. God loves us more than we can comprehend. He sent his son to die a miserable death on a cross Because he loves us. He forgives us our sins and they are more and deeper, wider than we ever want to own up to. And he loves us. And he wants to spend time with us. And so church... Let's spend time with Jesus. If you don't know if you are a follower of Jesus or not, if you've never been baptized into Christ, maybe you don't know if you were baptized into Christ or not. Maybe maybe you're not sure. Maybe that was something that you're not sure if that happened to you when you were a baby or you and maybe you thought you were at camp or something and you you're not sure and you want to be sure and you'd like to just have a conversation with what's it mean to be baptized into Christ that's a conversation that I'd like to have with you. If you've been hanging out at this place and this needs to be your church home and you want it to be your church home then I would encourage you to place your membership here so that other people in the room can look up at you and say, that might be my new accountability partner as we're in it together. Let's pray together.
Father, you are so kind. You send rain into the dirt. And that's all going to be destroyed by fire. You sent your son to us. Help us to draw near to you. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Tell me what's been on your mind What's keeping you up at night